trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues Here in Columbus and all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Kyle Herman And Denise Riley From Rank the Vote, Ohio We'll talk about ranked choice voting and what it can do for Ohio. Kyle Herman is executive director for Rank the Vote Ohio, a nonpartisan nonprofit he co-founded as a volunteer in 2020 to help bring ranked choice voting to Ohio. Kyle previously managed pro-democracy programs in Lebanon and Iraq for the National Democratic Institute for International Affairs staffed President Obama as a writer in the White House Correspondence Office and taught high school history and civics in Beirut, Lebanon. Kyle earned degrees focused on public policy from Ohio Wesleyan University and the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Denise Riley grew up in North Ridgeville, Ohio. She received her bachelor's from Kent State University in nursing. And in 2015, she was elected to the school board of Switzerland of Ohio local school district and served for four years and two of those as board president. Denise joined Rank the Vote Ohio in December of 2020 as a member of the volunteer mobilization and onboarding team. And she is now the team lead director. More than a year ago, Rank the Vote Ohio launched its all-volunteer group to educate and organize Ohioans about ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting got a lot of press this last year, especially regarding Alaska's special and general elections, pitting former right-wing Republican governor, former governor, Sarah Palin, against the moderate Democrat, Mary Peltola, the first indigenous congresswoman from Alaska. And, of course, Mary won in both elections both with ranked choice voting. So for folks who are new to the idea of ranked choice voting, please explain what it is. Let's start with you, Kyle. Ranked choice voting is a simple upgrade to the way we vote, where instead of only picking one candidate, you can rank your choices first, second, third, and so forth. And if someone gets a majority from the beginning, then they win. But if not, then the person in last place is simply eliminated and those votes transfer to voters next choice. And that process goes until someone achieves a majority of more than 50%. Uh, this way, more candidates and parties can run and voters are able to have more choice and more voice. How long has ranked choice voting been around? Is it brand new? So it actually uh, was invented in the 1800s and we've seen forms of ranked choice voting uh, that have been used in different periods of history in different places. And Ohio actually has a history of ranked choice voting during the progressive era, more than 100 years ago. Ashtabula, Ohio was the first uh, location in the United States to adopt ranked choice voting. And it was followed by Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo, and Hamilton. And uh, it lasted uh, for a couple decades before it actually worked too well in enabling uh, a more diverse representation in terms of ideology, gender, and race among the city council representatives. And so what happened then is the big party bosses came out against it with the help of the KKK. Wow. That all happened in Ohio. Yes. So let's talk about what are the pros of ranked choice voting. Let's start with you, Denise, on that one. One of the biggest pros for me is that your elected 
representatives need to be responsible to the public they serve. In our current two-party system, during our primaries, someone can be elected in their primary with 32% of the vote. So then when they eventually win their election because of party capture, they really are only representing about 15% of the people of the state. So while they are in office, who do they listen to? They listen to those 15% of the people of the state of Ohio and nobody else other than maybe somebody with a lot of money. And that is where we're getting a lot of our problems with our representatives today. 90% of our politicians are reelected, but they only have about a 20% approval rating. So how would um, ranked choice voting help that situation, Denise? So with ranked choice voting, you have to have majority approval. You have to be more than 50%. You have to be 50 plus 1% to win an election. And so you may not be my first choice, but you might be my second choice. And you still have to listen to me because I picked you as opposed to now where none of these people picked me. I'm not going to do anything for them. Got it. How about you, Kyle? What are some of the pros of ranked choice voting for you? Well, building off of what Denise said, if you have to work to get that 50%, it means that you're incentivized to find common ground and appeal to the majority of voters. That means that you're decreasing extremism and polarization. It means that you have to care about voters from across the political spectrum and work for the common good. And it actually has proven in Alaska that being able to work for the common good there was seen as more important than party labels because you saw Democrats and Republicans who were endorsing each other showing that they could work together instead of only appealing to extremists in a partisan primary. What about the issue of diversity and um, women and people of color? Is um, Does this have any advantage for the mi- minority or the folks that don't have as much power in politics right now? Denise? I don't have the statistics. Um, Kyle probably knows these like the back of his hand. But in historic... Historically, um, where ranked choice voting is used, there is a higher percentage of women and minorities elected to office. And I'm sure Kyle can give you the specifics. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, we saw that here in Ohio uh, more than 100 years ago. There were more women and people of color who were elected under systems that used ranked choice voting in our cities. And that's why the Ku Klux Klan came out against it. Uh, But more recently, uh, when New York switched to instant runoffs with ranked choice voting, uh, they saw historic gains in representation for women and especially uh, women of color so that uh, they actually had a majority of women on their city council for the first time. And uh, there's an organization called Represent Us that is uh, focused on good governance issues. And one of their main issues is explaining and and showing how ranked choice voting has been proven to level the playing field for more women and candidates of color to run and win because they're not being told to wait their turn or that they're not being seen as less electable because we're seeing that those things don't matter with ranked choice voting more people can throw their hats in the ring and without being accused of being a spoiler, because if you can't get enough votes to win as a first choice, 
then you're not hurting your opponents. Your votes will still transfer to the next choice. Excellent. So can this, can my choice voting address Ohio's blatant gerrymandering? I mean, will it, will it dissolve it since there won't be just two parties? What, how will it impact gerrymandering? Kyle. Ranked choice voting can definitely help solve the gerrymandering problem because the way that the lines are currently drawn are based on a two-party system. So if more parties, more candidates, more independents can run, then it will be harder for those lines to remain as effectively polarizing as they are. And even if districts are tend to be red or blue, you're going to see uh, candidates have to work across the aisle more in order to win majority support. So you'll see different shades of red or blue or purple, or even green or yellow or whatever people's preferences are. And another part of this incentive structure is that even with our current redistricting process, imagine if the elected officials who were responsible for the gerrymandering had been incentivized to follow the law in accordance with the Constitution and the pro-democracy majority, instead of being more worried about appealing to the extremists in their own primaries. It, right. it changes the, the whole incentive structure to really uh, help uh, solve the gerrymandering problem. Denise, can you tell us about some of the challenges in bringing ranked choice voting into Ohio? Well, there is a large challenge with the fact that a lot of people had no clue what ranked choice voting was until recently. I just was at a canvas at Ohio State and it's starting to pick up about 40 to 50 percent of the students there knew what ranked choice voting is. But if I went to my hometown and said, hey, have you ever heard ranked choice voting? They say, they'd say, I don't know what that is. What is that? Mm. Um, so the the education is our biggest struggle right now. And Kyle, are there any other challenges that, that Ranked the Vote Ohio is facing? Well, the main one, as Denise said, is education, uh, just because uh, we are a nonpartisan nonprofit uh, that is are mainly focused on uh, educating people about the existence of ranked choice voting and our existence as an organization to, to help there. Uh, but as we are gaining more attention, I, I think a big challenge is uh, that we don't want any of the partisan extremists to uh, spread lies and disinformation because they think it's in their interest to maintain power over our nominations and, and our elections. And I, they think that we're a threat because we put voters first in a nonpartisan way. And so the party leaderships may see that as a threat to their established order. Just yesterday, I saw you at the State House, Kyle, and Denise, you're in you're far away, aren't you? Where are you where do you live? I live in Monroe County, so the far Monroe. east side of the state. All right. But yesterday there was a rally against the um, House House Joint Resolution 6, and that would make it more difficult for citizen-led ballot initiatives in Ohio to be passed at the ballot. They would raise the level from 50%, which is where it is right now, to 60%. And there was a huge outcry and coalition gathered together with Common Cause Ohio. And how would, if they pass this, how would that impact ranked choice voting, Kyle? 
Well, ranked choice voting was passed by ballot initiative in Maine, Alaska, and Nevada, and in many of the cities where it already exists. And so we have tried to make inroads at the state house. We know that we do have bipartisan support, uh, but we have expected that ranked choice voting will probably need a ballot initiative to pass. And so uh, this HJR6 would be a direct threat to us as an organization. And when we first heard about it, we got feedback from across the political spectrum uh, because we have a very broad coalition of supporters from all different parties and ideologies. And none of them want ballot initiatives to be harder. They want to be able to vote on the issues that they care about, whatever their positions are. And so we were happy to join uh, more than 170 organizations representing different causes and parties and ideologies from across the state to oppose it. And Grassroot Ohio was there. Yes, it was good to see you there. We have a lot of listeners that are interested in these issues. Great. So we are going to continue to work. We did hear that most likely it will not be heard before lame duck is over, but it'll certainly be brought back up in the new year. So folks, keep, keep vigilant on that. House Joint Resolution 6. Okay, let's move on. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio. Today, I'm interviewing Denise Riley and Kyle Herman from Rank the Vote Ohio. We're discussing the concept of ranked choice voting in Ohio. So last Wednesday, Rank the Vote Ohio just kicked off the Central Ohio branch of Rank the Vote Ohio. Are there other branches being kicked off? And what are your objectives and how will folks reach them? That's a big question. Let's start with you, Kyle. So I just started as a full-time executive director for Rank the Vote Ohio two weeks ago. And uh, before that, I had been volunteering for for two and a half years. And and so I'm excited uh, to now be our organization's only uh, full-time full staff, but that's a a lot of uh, responsibility for one person. And so I'm really excited that we have seen growing interest from volunteers across the state in stepping up to lead local chapters. Uh, And our first one is in Central Ohio, led by Grace Lang. Uh, And it was great to see you there, Carolyn, for our kickoff. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are actively pursuing following up with with volunteers who are interested in in starting chapters in other areas. But uh, since since we're just getting started, it's a work in progress, but expect to hear more soon. Awesome. And Denise, what aspect do you play with Rank the Vote Ohio with with teams? Um, So I am sort of, I do a lot of things. Um, I, I liaison between different team leads. I try to give them support and encouragement and um, talk them through, you know, decisions about team leads, being a team lead. I also lead two teams. I lead the fundraising team and the endorsements team. And I also sit on the executive council. So um, I do, a, do little, a lot, a little bit, a lot. <laughs> a little yeah. Bit. And, and you know, Denise is even like understating the impact that she's had because as with any group that it is an all volunteer organization, volunteers come and go over time as they have different 
priorities and but Denise has really consistently been involved in leading multiple teams and becoming a mentor as a uh, new lead teams new team leads uh, grow into their positions and it's been really uh, important as we bring more and more volunteers in well it's obvious you both have a deep commitment to making this happen for volunteering for for 2 years you know and making this grow again the question is what are the objectives for these branches? I mean, what are they planning to do and how, what are the tactics that people will do to make it happen? Absolutely. We've seen uh, the importance of relational organizing, especially at the local level and it, especially for ranked choice voting, because uh, this is different than a movement that is just focused on one issue or one party or one candidate. It has a transformative potential to uh, affect all issues, all parties, and all candidates. And so uh, we have these local chapters so that people can get together in their communities and learn how to most effectively advocate for ranked choice voting. Uh, they practice uh, doing pitches together uh, to explain ranked choice voting in ways that uh, are most effective for getting pe- more people to buy in. And then we go out in groups to canvas to certain events and talk to voters, meet them where they are and bring them in. But there's also a social aspect as well uh, where it's so interesting bringing together people from across the political spectrum Hmm. to share their ideas and and socialize. And we may disagree on different issues, but we are all committed to the cause of uh, expanding democracy. And so it's really important to have this, these sort of team building experiences so that uh, we can become more effective at working together to do outreach. I love that about this movement because being an environmental activist and a justice activist, I am always kind of dealing with the farther left groups of folks and I I adore our work and what we're trying to do. But I love the fact that ranked choice voting is nonpartisan and I, you know, that we will be working with every political um, ideology folks and realizing that we really have to work together to make sure we we make our democracy better. So it's really exciting. And I come from a family of, you know, political folks that are Republican, far right Republican, even libertarian, and um, and then far left folks like me. <laughs> but I really love my family. So it'll be interesting to be working for a common reason, for a common good for all of Ohio. How does ranked choice voting work for primaries? Let's say we let's say we we're, people are seriously interested. How can primaries work, Kyle? So it actually depends on what kind of ranked choice voting you use, uh, because there have been different models, different systems that have been used in different places. Uh, for example, Maine has closed primaries where each party is responsible for nominating its own candidates. However, it expands the number of parties and independents who are able to run, so voters have more choices. Whereas Alaska has open primaries where anyone can run, 
and label themselves as identifying as belonging to a specific party or no party at all. So then you have multiple Democrats, multiple Republicans, multiple Libertarians, Greens, Forward, so forth, uh, American Solidarity Party, uh, uh, Social Democrats across the political spectrum. And from that, the top four in Alaska go to the ranked choice voting general election in November. However, uh, other states are have a top five model. Uh, that's what was just uh, passed for the first time in Nevada. And it's what they're working on in Wisconsin through the legislature. Okay, interesting. Denise, can you talk about how you plan to make ranked choice vote happen in Ohio? Is it going to be through the legislators or is it going to be a citizen-led ballot initiative? I've heard Kyle say that they think it might happen, but do we have any do we have any buy-in by the legislators? Last report that I heard was that the legislature was um, very interested in anything else. So um, it looks like we are going to be going at it for the ballot initiative. Now, if in the meantime that should change, we would be very happy to welcome the legislature to speak with us and work with us on getting this to happen in Ohio. What about folks? If if um, we have it, we you know we pass it at the at the polls, and people want to be independent, or they want to be green, or they want to be a democratic socialist, or they want to be a um, libertarian. How hard is it to get on? the ballot in Ohio as a third or fourth party? So currently it is extremely hard to qualify for a ballot because uh, the two major parties have basically already been grandfathered in. And then there's are pretty absurd signature requirements uh, in order to qualify otherwise, uh, where uh, the reviewers can like arbitrarily uh, disqualify people if they arbitrarily don't think that a signature matches what they have already on record. And so there are very, very subjective judgments at play for anyone who is trying to qualify for the ballot. And so we are trying to figure out if there are ways to improve ballot access as part of implementing ranked choice voting through a ballot initiative that also don't violate Ohio's single subject test because Ohio has very strict requirements for ballot initiatives that they uh, may only address a single subject. And so we're trying to, uh, we're working uh, with legal advisors on how to write the ballot initiative in a way that can also help expand ballot access. So Ohio has gotten inspiration from both Maine and from Alaska, and you have folks helping write this ballot language. Are these legal folks? Are they legislators? Are they Ohioans? Who are they, Kyle? Ohioans. Uh, we've had volunteers who have helped us with uh, research and policy in the past, in, in previous uh, explorations. Uh, we've also had help from a legislative ally, a current member of the Ohio House, who passed along some questions to the legislative research service and we received uh, some favorable answers showing that ranked choice voting is already compatible with the Ohio Constitution, so we would only need to change it by statute. We also know that uh, charter cities, which is almost every municipality in Ohio, 
uh, has home rule and the ability to pass ranked choice voting on their own. And so we, we've we made uh, inroads with our allies there. Uh, and uh, we also have connections to some pro bono uh, lawyers and uh, consultants from uh, allied organizations who uh, have experience with previous ballot initiatives here in Ohio and are, are trying to help us navigate these challenges. So do we have a date? I mean, are we going to kick this off in the next uh, six months or what? where are we at? So we are aiming for the ballot initiative to be in 2024 because in the meantime, we need to keep building our base of support in terms of volunteers, donations, and endorsements. And we need everyone's help with that. Uh, if they can get involved at rankthevoteohio.org, we'd be happy to have them because we need to uh, establish our viability before we can move into a campaign mode. So that's what we're going to be focused on in 2023. Uh, this uh, threat of the ballot initiative threshold being raised by HJR6 uh, was a potential challenge. It still could be if it's brought back, but we were hoping that if it could be defeated uh, by May when they were going to put it on the ballot, that uh, after that we would aim to quickly move to collecting signatures for uh, the ballot initiative in the summer of 2023 uh, with the aim of getting it on the ballot in 2024. Excellent. So Denise, what what's your one ask from our audience, um, listeners at Grassroot Ohio, as from Rake the Vote Ohio? What's your personal ask? Well, if they could visit our website at rankthevoteohio.org and sign up and then donate and then volunteer, all of three things in that order would be wonderful news for us. We greatly appreciate it. What's your website again? RankTheVoteOhio.org. Okay, great. And how about you, Kyle? What is your one ask of our listeners? Well, in addition to visiting our website and getting on our list so that we can keep in touch, uh, please use every opportunity you can to spread the word that ranked choice voting can help solve so many problems. Uh, with our politics uh, and how Rank the Vote Ohio is the vehicle by which we can bring it to our state. Because we see so many people in person and uh, on social media complaining about politics, complaining about all these different issues. And so a way to even interject yourself into an argument in when there's an argument taking place is to say, hey, you know what could solve this? ranked choice voting, because it's a way for us to cooperate, find common ground and agree. And especially with the holidays uh, coming up, you know, if you're worried about those uh, hard political jabs and conversations uh, around the, the dinner table and things like that, a great way to diffuse it is to say, hey, you know what can satisfy everyone? Ranked choice voting. It's like handing over the olive branch, isn't it? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for your work, your dedication. I'm on board. I'm going to support personally rank the vote Ohio, rank choice voting. I think it will help democracy. And so we'll try to get this word out, share this radio show, the podcast, the YouTube. And thanks for joining us and have a, a great holiday. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks you too, Carolyn. All right. 
In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3 FM Columbus, and at 4 p.m. on WEJPLP, 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back. I'm down, I'm down.